1559 probably presents the wrestling roundtables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the weekly podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and what was just flat out horrendous. It is your favorite tag team partners, me, Stuart Pro. It's Lilla. I'm gonna need you to be quicker than that motherfucking shit. <laughs> I think there's a delay. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, everybody probably on the internet right now, shit, so. I was realizing that yesterday, man. I was sitting there, you know, like, I was sitting there streaming movies and shit. And they sitting there, they constantly loading. And I'm like, damn, what the fuck going on? So now, I think in order for me to watch a movie, I had to just download the shit. And then, and then watch. Because since everybody at home. See, this is all a part of the plan, man. Look, I'm a conspiracy theorist on this one. <laughs> all a part of the plan. Well, they knew they were going to fuck up everything. <laughs> I told Allie the same thing because, um, you know, we have Sling and it kept, like, logging us out and stuff. And I'm like, it's got to be there's too many people using it at the same time because it never does this. Like, she'd be in the middle of a show and it just cut off and restart. And she'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, this might prompt them to have to sit there and say, man, shit, we got to improve our shit, and we can't be charging people more. Shit, we just got to improve our shit. Because, yeah. I mean, really, man, they were so, obviously they were so reliant on people not using it at the same time. Yeah. Shit, man, all these motherfucking corona memes are hilarious, though. I mean, it's the same thing that happened in the winter. Yeah, they saying this might happen again. Yes, yeah, so the ones that happen. Yeah. So they they thinking probably. You said what? Yeah, they they are thinking that this is gonna hit again around October. Like summertime, mm-hmm. everything gonna get back fine, but then this shit's gonna hit again. Because obviously, anytime when the weather cold. when the weather starts changing, that's when. Yeah, but anyway, neither here nor there. Um. Raw took place at the Performance Center. I usually uh, let that be known early in the podcast where it took place. So, obviously, it was in Orlando, Florida. They got the Orlando Magic. And nothing else. Don't they have the Predators? They don't have the Predators? No. No, no, no. Because you think of the Nashville. Okay. Yeah, that's Oh, that's right, I am. Yeah. Yep, they don't got no other team. I, I mean, if, somebody, if they do, I mean, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I don't mind that. But uh, anyway, you got any news and rumors? I mean, no, you got a master watch um, for there it. There are a few news. Master watch for it, my fault. Uh, what? Master watch for it, my fault. I almost skipped over that. Um, Not really a match to watch for other than I would say, um, trying to think. Hmm. Because I've been watching a lot of old stuff. Haven't been watching a lot of new stuff, obviously, because there's no new stuff out. Um, so I don't know. Um, you know, okay, so here's one thing. I will say this. A mm. match to watch for. Here we go. Chris Benoit, Tuco Scorpio, Super Bowl Three. You can find that for free on, like, YouTube, Daily Motion. Um, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand with the Dark Side of uh, the Ring episodes that just came out with Chris Benoit. Reason being is because um, those episodes were. Uh, did you watch one and two? No, I didn't. Did you watch any of them? Dark Side of the Ring. No, damn! I totally okay, forgot to record watch. it. It's really cool. Fuck! I forgot to record it. It's on YouTube. 
Okay. It's on YouTube. Relax. Oh, yeah, I'll send you the link. But, um, yeah, yeah. Same, same, uh, same, you know, they kind of went to death about Chris Benoit as a wrestler. When me and you were younger, that was one of our favorite wrestlers. Actually, one of our best friends, Chris, as his favorite wrestler, bar yeah. none. Uh, but that being said, the Chris Benoit Tuco Scorpio match, uh, the reason why I said that's my match to watch, because when you watch it, it's one of those matches that stand up still to this day. Mm. You can watch it over and over again, the fluidity in the ring, uh, even the movesets still stand up um and the finish is insane like when you think about what it took to do the finish the right way it it was just fantastic so um i'm gonna say my match to watch for go back and watch chris Wild versus two gold scorpio um Um, if i was a trainer that would be a match i'd tell people homework check it out (laughs) yeah one um damn you know what and and he was part of the triple threat I mean, that's why it makes sense. So, yeah, because, yeah. Him and him and Lincoln, Shane, uh, Shane Douglas were the original yeah. triple threat. The franchise. Oh, man. Franchise is so good, dude. I believe I think he just he just rubbed people a wrong, the wrong way, which is why he never really made it out of WCW. Yeah. Like, and be a huge yep, star. And he got on the wrong people's nerves because you can't, um, can't, Go against Ric Flair when you're in WCW. It's not No, no, no. Um, I will also add in there since we're in the WrestleMania season. Match to watch for. Go back and watch um, that uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. You already know. That's like one of my favorite WrestleMania matches. Um, this week, I say go back and watch that. But there's a litany of matches, especially involving Shawn Michaels. I mean, you can go back and watch Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, the last man, ma- the last match that they had that retired um, Shawn Michaels. That match was really good too. And that was one of Undertaker's yeah. best matches at WrestleMania. So go back and watch those matches. If you, I mean, I ain't gonna say if you got time, you'd be lying if you said you didn't. <laughs> Most of you got time. Said that home, but um, uh, news and rumors. News and okay. So first up, um, this past week, um, or weekend, Teddy Hart uh, ended up getting arrested for the third time. For those of you who don't know Teddy Hart, he's one of the uh, nephews of uh, Bret Hart. Uh, he's part of the uh, Hart family. Um, really close with Natty and um, TJ. Perkins, or TJ Perkins, TJ Wilson, um, or Tyson Kidd, as you would know from WWE. Uh, that being said, what ended up happening was um, he was released from jail, was staying with a friend of his girlfriend, Maria Mannix. Um, there's a long story that the guy tells about all the things that happened. Long story short, he um, kicked Teddy out, and Maria was able to get him to be able to stay with uh, another friend because he has to stay in Virginia because he's going to go on trial for being arrested prior previously, right? Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was he got into an altercation with uh, Maria Manic and I guess choked her and punched her and um, and also stole money from her, um, mm. caught red-handed and tried to deny it. You know, obviously, you know, she ended up getting a friend to try to help her and the dude had to pull out his gun to keep Teddy Hart from, you know, going crazier yeah. and um, in the midst of being kicked out of that place. Teddy Hart got arrested for the third time, and this time it was for um, it was for battery or assault uh, against Maria Manning. 
and it looks like she's going to press charges. So he may be looking at being in jail for a long time. Yeah, I've seen his, uh, he, one to five years. Yeah. What I, what I mean, I he needs help. Yeah, yeah. Badly. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, also, The Miz is sick, so he will not be participating uh, during WrestleMania, whichever night one and night two. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they write that off. They're still promoting the match um, because I think they're going to try to write the match off storyline-wise somehow, um, but they filmed a lot of things. With Miz being sick, that led to Roman Reigns, who um, everybody knows, you know, just uh, he beat cancer or leukemia. Um, and, you know, his, his immune system is compromised, so he can't, you know, be in those type of situations. So because of that, he um, is not going to be part of WrestleMania, so that match is going to be changed as well. Um, and the Miz is no longer going to be part of it. And then uh, a couple other wrestlers are are, are self quarantined. Uh, I know Bobby Lashley, um, Dana Brooke, Rey Mysterio. So there's going to be a lot of changes to the car. Um, and then my second part to that, or my part B to that rumor, is that also um, it's said that Vince McMahon is the only person who is behind not postponing WrestleMania. Everybody else is like, we got to postpone this thing, but Vince being Vince, now this show must go on. And yeah. the argument a lot of people are having are like, why are you shocked he kept doing a show when um, Owen Hart died in the middle of the ring? And I'm like, you know, that is true. <laughs> so, mm. I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part C to that, I mean, I guess, is the because the Miz is out, the rumor is, is that it's supposed to be a ladder match with the... Uh, mm with John Morrison and one of the Usos. I mean, that may change, too, because it may be all the tag teams that were supposed to be involved in that match. I, I would imagine that you would have Kofi in that match because um, who was all supposed to be in that? It was supposed to be the Usos, New Day, and and, and the Miz and Morrison. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that Kofi or Big E will be in that ladder match. More than likely, Kofi, if you want to put on the best ladder match that you could possible. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Was that it for news and rumors? Uh, that's it. I mean, I could go through the list of canceled shows, but I'll just tell you, like, pretty much every show's canceled. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate, too, man, because we usually like to go to that Mother's Day show for ROH because it's going to be the World, yeah. World Tour. Man, that sucks. Yep. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say from this is that um, when uh, whenever New Japan comes back, because they did cancel some more shows, I believe, up to April 11th, um, when they do come back, the build towards their August show at uh, Madison Square Garden is going to be huge because they were already going to treat that Madison Square Garden show like the, basically it'd be like their SummerSlam or like their, um, the you know, their, their American Wrestle Kingdom, right? Yeah. Um, and it's called Wrestling Dynasty. So now, Wrestle Dynasty is going to be bigger, I think, just from the simple fact we've had all this break in between. People are like dying for some wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do got something else, too. I mean, uh, Vince McMahon said he refuses to do business with CM Punk and, and Alberto DeRio. You think there's any mm. truth to that? To that? 
rumor is out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised, but then again, I never believe people when they say never again, because Bret Hart was never going to work with Vince, you know? And, you know, there's a bunch of never going to happen. Did you know that Vince McMahon was supposed to negotiate his contract with WCW? So, yeah. So, uh, and people were questioning Bret Hart, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you have this man, you leaving his company? Why would you have him negotiate your contract with WCW? Yeah. I had read that. Yeah, Bret Hart came out and it was like, yeah. Originally, Vince was supposed to negotiate his contract with WCW. And obviously, he thought the better of it. And that never ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the same. only thing I understand from that is, um, so like Brody Lee mentioned during his podcast with Chris Jericho, during the talk is Jericho that, and Vince had asked him, or well, Triple H had asked him, what do you want? And he was like, do you want to go to New Japan? As if he could do that. Like he could get him into New Japan. And so um, Brody was like, what? Like he was confused as to that. And I think sometimes what happens is business-wise, they're like, hey, I got a guy. I don't want him to go X, Y, Z, you know, so maybe somehow Vince was working with WCW, like, hey, I'll, you know, not a trade, but like, hey, I'll work out a deal with him, but I need something in return or, you know, somebody in return or something like that. That's the only thing I can think of, because that makes no sense. Yeah. Even from a heart standpoint, it's like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm leaving your company. I can't expect you to to negotiate the best kind of deal for me. Right, right. You don't have my best interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, why, like, why? Why would I ever do that? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that, but good thing for him, it didn't happen. I mean, it still ended up being a bad signing for WCW because I don't think um, he just didn't fit, didn't belong. And I didn't know what to do with him. Like, oh, the crazy thing is WCW used to be the place for wrestlers. But once Vince Russo got involved, it no longer was that. Because I think in an older WCW or like a, you know, a early 90s WCW, Bret Hart would fit perfectly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of his wrestling skill and it was built around, you know, the way things were booked. It was booked on a, booked on a competitive, not about characters and screwy storylines, but when, obviously once Vince Russo came in the fold, it was... Start getting weird. Then David Arquette becomes champion. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's still the most dis- I mean, and I gotta give it up to David Arquette though. I mean he does try he to Yeah. He loves wrestling. He does try to do it. Um so there is a, a passion there. So it wasn't like he just came in and just totally disrespected the belt. It was more about the company actually disrespecting the belt by putting it on David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that shit was weird. Yeah. Very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, well, let's get right to it. Quick hits. Quick hits. Raw took place at the Performance Center, which is going to take place uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, for this Raw, they changed their camera angle, um, which was smart. I don't, even though it was a copycat of what AEW did, but, I mean, it was something that they should have done should have figured out before them, but you know, whatever. That's, that's neither he, he, neither here or there. 
it happened. They did it right, and they produced somewhat of a better show. Um, I think what AEW is doing is, and this is what WWE should do. It's just run your show. They, I think they ran two matches. Um, I think they did a Royal Rumble match, which was a triple threat match between um, Seth Rollins, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar. And then they did the WrestleMania match between Charlotte Flair and Asuka that just kind of fill out the show. Um, and maybe that's because you got so many wrestlers that's in quarantine right now. Um, that's probably why you're doing it. I don't know. It's just, um, I think they got to do a better job of filling out a three-hour show. I mean, I, I think they could, but we'll see what happens in the future. But anyway, uh, we open up the show with WWE, Brock, uh, WWE champion Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman addressing Drew McIntyre. Um, and then we got the, the Royal Rumble match that I just spoke of. And then you had AJ Styles challenging The Undertaker to a Boneyard match. Then we had uh, the United States champion Andrade and Angel Garza defeating Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Um, and then you had the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, defeat Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. And then I think you had got the other um, women's title title match at WrestleMania. That was the Charlotte versus Oscar. Um, then you had the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch attack Shayna Baszler. Aleister Black defeated Leon Ruff. Seth Rollins confronted Kevin Owens and Randy Orton accepted Edge's WrestleMania challenge. And that was Raw from this past week. Um, what was your Raw, sir? I would say that my Raw would be um, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, which was a huge surprise, them teaming together, um, going against Andrade and Garza. Yeah. This was a really good ass match. This this match Even was good. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I I was just saying the match was good. Yeah, I was saying even though it was kind of thrown together last minute, and you know I don't know where they decided. Oh, okay, we do have something for you, Ricochet. We do have something for you, Cedric. Um, I do. If they're going to be for real about them being a team, they have matching tights. <laughs> <laughs> or at least matching colors. So if they're going to be for real about them being a team, then I, I'm okay with that. Um, they worked well together. I thought the match was pretty fluid. I thought it was kind of solid. Um, so it'll be interesting if they can move forward with that. Obviously, you know, they rely a lot on knowing what the crowd wants and what the crowd thinks. So maybe not having the crowd there and being able to just kind of wrestle and produce Mm-hmm. That will give them more of a chance to maybe do something with that team. Um, but as far as the match goes, I thought the match was done really well. I thought they all worked well together. Um, uh, the dynamic of not having the crowd can help some people. And I think in this match, um, it helped. Partly because, obviously not being familiar with them as a team, I think uh, either team, you know, teaming up, I think that fans would... Um, maybe sit on their hands, depending on where they were. And in this situation, you don't have to worry about that. They go out and produce, and it's more like a indie feel. You know how we may not know who they are, so in the beginning, we're like, hmm. But as it goes on, you're like, whoa, this is dope. And then by the end, you're like, this was fire. 
you don't get that a lot of times in WWE. It's like Vince wants that instant gratification. If he doesn't get it, he's like, oh, this ain't working. Yeah. So I like where they could go with this, depending on how things go. So that match definitely my rock. I think you actually bring up a good point, too. Yeah. I mean, this is a time where the wrestlers that are there and who's not getting TV time, instead of showing, like, these old WrestleMania matches or uh, old Royal Rumble matches, this is a time where you do fill out the show and you do give them TV time and you do allow them to go in there and actually produce a good wrestling show. This is that time where they actually could do that, and they still won't do it. I mean, yeah. I think that's probably where where the problem lies. This is where this is also setting up the future of what WWE is going to run into, because this is what we're always critical or of. already has run into. Yeah, yeah, because this is what we always critical of. But you still showing the fans that you're not willing to give them a wrestling show, and you actually could at this point. Because guess what? You ain't got to worry about fan reaction. Your your numbers, as far as viewership, are going to be are what they are because of the fact that you have no fans there. And people look at it kind of weird. Just you running the show without any fans. So just go ahead and put on great wrestling matches. You probably start getting more viewership. It'd be, it'd be worth it to actually do it. And then you can actually develop more characters. You can actually develop more wrestlers and do something with that. Um, I like the show, so I don't know what they. I mean, I like I like if they put on a good wrestling match. I will watch, and I think that's what AEW have figured out. Like, man, we could put on a great show. We can do promos. We can actually do great wrestling. People have time to do do those rest, do those wrestling matches, um, and they'd be all good. You know that's why everybody loved that AEW match over the WWE uh, show. It wasn't just because of the camera angle. I think because, and I ain't gonna say the promos because WWE had produced some good promos throughout this time but they also put on great wrestling matches that also changed everything so um yeah so that was a good raw to pick yeah so um so my raw though was the seth rollins and not i about to say the seth rollins and somebody match I almost fucked that shit all up. With <laughs> Seth Rollins promo with Kevin Owens. Um that that promo was fucking good. I think he hit on all points. I think um leading up to his WrestleMania match, um just talking about his greatness at WrestleMania. Um talking about Kevin Owens's you know basically not showing up on the big stage. Rather that being held out of WrestleMania or just not being able to win at WrestleMania. Um, letting Kevin Owens know that you couldn't beat me on my worst day. So how you going to beat me on my best day? I mean, all those things are just... those were those, It was amazing. I mean, I think the promo that he cut, it, it felt 
real and genuine. I mean, obviously, um, he ain't trying to say that Kevin Owens is just whack, like for real, for real. But, um, but I feel like it was more of a, like, man, like, I can point these things out, and I think they they just allowed him to shoot off the hip. It wasn't as scripted as most promos are in uh-huh. WWE, and um, which allowed him to put on one of the best promos shit of the year. I think this is a promo of the year type of candidate. Um, if we ever did like a candidacy of great promos, this would be one of the <laughs> top ones. That would be kind of dope if, people, if that actually happened where they kind of rank promos. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah. And this is go up there as one of the top promos ever uh, cut all year. So, yeah. What was your bad, sir? All right, so my bad, you know, and it, it's hard because they're kind of stuck in a corner, right? You can't, there's only so much you can do. Um, but I will say that AJ challenging the Undertaker to a Boneyard match seemed pretty ridiculous to me. Reason being is I don't understand the need um, to have this gimmicky match when I think you'd be better suited especially with where the Undertaker is right now, to just do a regular match. Or don't reinvent the wheel, just stick to what we already have, buried alive matches or, you know, a casket match. Doing a boneyard match, I think, makes it really hokey. And our people already weren't necessarily feeling the feud. So when you add in a match we've never heard of, and I get it. You're kind of trying to do different things because you're on a different set and can do or not. I just feel that um, they'd have been better suited not reinventing the wheel, as we always say, and sticking to what they've already done, especially in this type of situation. You want to introduce something new, do it with more time to build and more time to get us interested. Throwing that out there, I think on some randomness isn't going to do anything for anybody. And it doesn't pique my interest. It just makes me go, okay, well, what, what the hell is a boneyard match? So, I don't know. Sounds like a glorified street fight to me, but. Man, yo, it's, it's down south. That's some down south shit, man. <laughs> they, could, they, they could probably explain to us what that shit is. We have to ask EJ, man. man what the fuck is a boneyard match? <laughs> I don't know what this is, dude. We're going to have tag on this bad, man, because this shit was just flat out trash um the only thing that was more trash than that i'm gonna get to is is who's gonna be i mean i'll I get to that a little later but it wasn't just that you introducing a new match concept that seems like like what you're saying is a, a street fight but just call it a street fight i don't care mm-hmm. this boneyard match is just I don't know, man. It's it's just a trash ass idea. You can do something better, and maybe it's. It, I mean, we never really looked at it the other way around. Maybe because Undertaker is getting old, it's better to present him in a way where you're like, let's just have him in a street fight because the the wrestling isn't necessarily there anymore. Um. So maybe that's kind of the thing that they uh going with is kind of protecting Undertaker. Um, because I don't foresee this being his last match. 
but it's still a trash ass idea still trash ass concept and the the promo along with it was horrible i mean you want to talk about two sides of the spectrum when you talk about the seth rollins promo and then you go into the aj styles promo i mean aj styles promo seemed more scripted and it was trash and it wasn't genuine whereas seth rollins was more off script more genuine and definitely delivered on his match with kevin owens made you interested in actually watching that match because at one point you're thinking man this motherfucker's such an asshole man i hope kevin owens beat him uh-huh. and then you're like man seth rollins that motherfucker's so good I hope he just win. Fuck it. You know, you just like you don't really know who to root for. But so you're just like, I'm definitely invested into this match. And I think they did a way better, you know, obviously job building this match up, obviously, because you got both of them on the show there at week after week, uh, which is one of the problems with, you know, trying to have a nostalgia, nostalgia match on the show in the first place. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of hard to build, which is one of my problems with the Randy Orton and Edge. That build really, to me, even though you can kind of see it, and once they put a vignette together, that's when the build gonna come. But like, that doesn't matter because for me, I gotta see the build week after week. I can't just watch a vignette and say, "Oh, oh, this is the shit that happened over the past right. month or two. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, like no, just. I can't, I can't do that, but I'm gonna still watch because I know that they can put on a decent match. I think the match is still gonna be decent, and with the anger, uh, maybe the aggression is gonna come out where it shows a different side. But other than that, I mean, I'm really not that invested in this match, um, like I am with the Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. I'm more invested into that match. I'm actually more invested in Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. And Brock Lesnar is on a part-time schedule. But Brock Lesnar has actually been on the show. uh, On a consistent basis, yes. You know, there's been times, yeah, he missed a week. Maybe he missed two weeks in a row. But he's been there way more consistent than Undertaker and Edge. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the reason why I'm... I'm way more invested in Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. It's beside the point of I think Drew McIntyre is going to win that match. It's just that Brock has been there. And they haven't always interacted. It's just right. them being there and cutting the promos. We get into that point with little interaction. So I think this is one of those things where WWE can take from their own and and learn a lesson as to how to build with limited appearances, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But my ugly, can I, can I start this off? My ugly is just yeah, simply Alistair Black having to go against a jobber, yo. So we're doing this build with Alistair Black, and then all of a sudden we have him go against a jobber. This is one of those things, man, where I know they're going to sit there and say, well, we, we don't have... You know, people out there. Leave them up. Yeah, then leave the motherfucker at home and, and and give us something else. I mean, to have this dude go against a jobber, 
because you got uh, Bobby Lashley at, at home or whatever. He's self-quarantined. Then leave him at home and, and give us somebody else. You got a litany of wrestlers uh, there that you can use at your disposal. That's, that's actually there that you can be putting on uh, a match for. And... And allowing them to have time in said match to put on the show, like I said earlier on, kind of kind of gave you a, a precursor as to what I was going to talk about. But it's just one of those things. It's just like, man, you have all these other wrestlers that you can give time to and help develop and build a story. And you still won't do that. And just imagine where you can take this. When we're finally out of this quarantine stage and people can get back to just a normal, regular routine. All this stuff can be set up and we can figure out. We can always go back to, oh, this is where they came up with so-and-so at. This is how we got here. Um, And we're not even going to get to that point. And it's going to make wrestling even more trash. They have to do something to change it up because if if this... quarantine thing uh lasts as long as i think it's gonna last they're not gonna be able to continue to go down this same road where they can just plug in old pay-per-view matches for their show you have to start doing something else right and be and be more creative than than what they've been yeah you have to you have to think outside the box but also i we're on the side of caution as they say right not outside the box that you do goofy shit like boneyard matches. Right. Yeah. There's a fine line. Yeah. And then you also have to, they also have to understand that the outside the box that, that WWE can do is not going to be the same as AEW. I'm not trying to say that they're trying to follow them, but I just hope it doesn't turn into a thing. Like I, the camera angle doesn't bother me that much. Cause that's been going on with wrestling forever. Like, you know, when six man tags were huge, for UWF, uh, you know, everybody else was like, oh, we should do six-man tags. And then WCW even had a six-man tag team championship. So copycatting on production-wise and booking-wise has always been around. So I don't make yeah. a big deal out of the whole they stole a camera angle. Um, but I do like t- Tony's comeback about, about that. What I don't want to happen is that they start borrowing um, angles, per se. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't want to say angles, but in a sense, like, oh, they're going like, you know, uh, for example, when Jimmy Havoc, remember the the beginning AEW pay-per-views mm. and Jimmy Havoc had a staple gun and was doing stuff with staple guns. I don't want them to AEW to bring that to TV and then WWE start trying to do stuff like that. You feel me? Yeah. Because now you can kind of get away with it maybe because there's not so many people in the crowd and, you know with there not being nothing to do, people are going to be a lot less judgy. If it's on TV, like, I'll just watch it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So I don't want them, I don't want WWE to go, okay, well, what we need to do, because, uh, you know, what's the name's game? AEW's gaining traction. Mm. Being, I don't want to say the only show, but they're putting on wrestling, you know, and still maintaining their storylines. So we're getting good stuff. They're getting, you know, 800,000, 900,000. They're creeping into that million. It's coming. Yeah, and and to me, WWE, you better be careful because this is a time where if AEW keep outshining you, it's going to allow them to catch up a lot faster. Yes. Than than what 
we probably because I think it would have took a good ten years for AEW to catch up. Yeah. And now I think you may be looking at a good five year run where AEW may catch up because of this. And you know the crazy thing about it is that makes it even crazy. <laughs> the crazy thing about it that makes it crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing about it is that's not AEW's goal. That's the craziest part of it. They yeah. just want to be a wrestling company for wrestling fans. And should casuals get attached? Awesome. But if mm-hmm. they don't, fine. And that's Tony's whole business model. He's like, there's enough wrestling fans that you can have a viable product. You're not going to be the WWE. It's a mm-hmm. huge corporation that does movies and does all this, but we do wrestling. Yeah. And that's what we focus on. Wrestling for the wrestlers because of the schedule and, you know, mm-hmm. and wrestling for the wrestling fans. Yeah, but as the sets come... Things are going to change, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and, um, but I think, I, but I think, but I think their model, but I think their model is set up for that though. Right. As success that's, comes, that's what I'm yeah. we're still not going to change certain things. We're not going to sit right. there and say you still have to work these type of schedules. You still have to do this, and you know, I think, um, will there, will there probably be, at some point, a harder schedule worked? As success come, maybe. Because as success come and people are clamoring, you might be asked to do a second show. You might be asked no, to do... No, they're going to Because, you know, they're going to change... Well, I think Dark is going to kind of morph into its own little thing, but they've already said... Remember when um, TNT renewed, or when Turner renewed, they asked for another two hours. Mm. And so Tony was like, I'm not going to make a four-hour dynamite or a three-hour dynamite yeah so he's talking about doing another show but making it totally different so they're working on that um i wouldn't be surprised if it's something like you know what would be really cool if it was something like wcw saturday night and they had a fixed location especially now knowing you know with knowing that it could be done do a small location kind of like nwa power does do a small little set maybe in atlanta and I do it by seasons. Like, this season, it's going to be filmed in Atlanta. And then, you know, once that little time's over, okay, now we're going to film it in Chicago. That type of thing. That's what I would do. But I'm booking now, so. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Um, but I meant to say I'm piggybacking on your ugly um, because I, I, I do agree. Um, it's just, I'm trying to think of an articulate way to say it. I feel like forcing WrestleMania to happen and not postponing it is going to be a detriment to, I don't think it's going to set WWE back, but I think it's going to be a detriment to like storylines and where things going and it's going to be harder to dig out of this like mediocre hole they're in. Because right now, I just feel yeah, like... You're you getting right into my... I was going to ask you this question, and uh, you're getting right into my Let's Talk Wrestling. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's Talk Wrestling. Let's go. First, <laughs> let, let, first let's, let's armchair book real quick. Let's armchair oh, book. Oh, yeah. What would you change on the show? i get rid of the Boneyard Challenge and just let it be a regular match, and Alistair Black doesn't need to be on the show. Cut a promo and keep it moving. Um, I'm with you on those lines, and I'm also with this... Um, stop showing me the old WrestleMania matches and Royal Rumble matches and give me something different. That's that's what I would change on the show. Give me something different. Um, if you got wrestlers who who are not sick, 
You can go out there and uh, cause you're making them work anyway. Just put them out there, put and and put them to use. Build something. Uh, create something yeah. different. Uh, you can do Mojo Riley's there. We can uh, really get to know who Mojo Riley is. Um, something else. You can you can do something else, and um, and I hope and wish they get to that point. Um, but let's talk wrestling. Oh, man, this McMahon not postponing this because that, if if that's the rumor and and that's true, and I think we've all been on board. So you kind of got into it, but what are the negative effects you think that can can happen from not postponing this WrestleMania? Um, I mean, it's just gonna. I think from a from a presentation standpoint, with all the cancellations and rebookings, it, I won't even. I'm not gonna call it a clusterfuck, but it looks disorganized and it's just not good. You're doing a show for the sake of doing a show, and I don't know that people are like. Here's the thing. They're charging 40 and $60 for it on pay-per-view still. That's $100 if you bought it on pay-per-view. Um, otherwise, it's on the network. And, you know, you're home. You might check it out. You might not. You might watch it for a little bit and go, I can't watch this. Yeah. I just I don't know that the money you're going to get from this. Th- does the money you get from this really make that much of a difference? That's the weird thing to me. So mm-hmm. I just don't. I think from a WWE standpoint, it makes it. It makes the company look kind of, I don't want to say greedy, but in, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like we got a, a cash grab regardless of what's happening. We're doing, you know what I mean? We're, I'm yeah. just doing the show. And I think it shows also how out of touch Vince is, just mm-hmm. overall, which in the end of the day could be a good thing because shareholders may see and go, you know what, he, this guy, he's really got to give up the keys. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that pressure actually works because he's always going to be the majority owner. That was that's never going to change. He's yeah. always going to be the majority owner. Why? So he could call the shots at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless he does something really egregious, all he's going to do is like he did with this whole Saudi thing that happened. Where you know when we talked about he got sued by that group of stockholders that were with a fire department, mm-hmm. and basically the what they did was I think they had him sell like three million dollars worth of his stock and redisperse it to the people pissed off. Yeah. And there you go. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. you put a Band-Aid over the scar that never really heals. And in the end of the day, I feel like Vince, this is a this this is a whole factual thing showing us. And I don't like to be political or anything, but, you know, it's funny how, uh, and I don't know if you've heard about this, but all these, um, there's tons of pages now that have been created on Facebook where they're like, I regret voting for Trump, like groups, right? Because of all this coronavirus stuff. And they're like, I can't believe that he can't handle this. And we're like, really? You can't? You know what I'm saying? So how I'm equating that yeah, is. Yeah, and that's one of those things where, because if you was thinking, you wouldn't have thought that. I mean, I right. think, I mean, what I always sit there and say is this. First off, everything is political. When we talk about sports, people are like, well, I don't like my sports and politics to mix. Stop lying, because it's always been that way. Well, yeah, but I hate it. Yeah, I really yeah, do. I'm not lying. I hate it. But I hate it. Even if you hate it, and you know, we we can disagree on this, but it, it's whatever. You know, I I get you because you're like this is my escape. I think yes. the problem with saying that though is like, you think about, um, and the reason why I say this to you is that we 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 both we we African American. 
right? Mm-hmm. And you think about the advancements that we've gotten in society, that doesn't happen without sports. And, mm-hmm. and so that's the reason why, like, you know, I get you where you're coming from, but it's where I disagree with you on it at the same time. It's because I'm like, but look where we've gotten in society because of it. If it wasn't for, I mean, if it wasn't for Jackie Robinson, the reason why Jackie Robinson wasn't even the best African-American baseball player at the time, that would have gone to Satchel Paige. A lot of people know that Satchel Paige was somebody where he was the Babe Ruth in the Negro League baseball where he could pitch and hit. Um, But obviously they have to bring up somebody who's going to have the temperament to actually handle and deal with the racism at the time. Um, but you think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I mean, we can go on. We can think about LeBron James and, and shit like that and where their role in playing into these politics. Uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, where we, we both agree with Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. and, and his I mean, it's always going to be connected. I yeah. just hate when it's connected because, like I said, like you said, it's my escape. So I'm like, fuck, I don't want to talk about this shit. Yeah, yeah. But the reason why I brought up that is because mm-hmm. This to me is kind of like obviously on a very lesser scale because it's wrestling. Nobody, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But again, we see how but like is that is that because the lack of prominence where African Americans have held in the wrestling business? What do you mean? Oh well, no, I'm not even talking about that. No, I'm, I'm just saying, saying. Listen, this is what I'm trying yeah. to say. The reason why I'm trying to parallel, like, wow, you didn't see that he couldn't handle this? You didn't know the orange guy can't deal with this shit? <laughs> right. Because, look, the, you the can't treat it like business. That is I'm saying, Vince McMahon, like, how can people look at this and go, well, why is this so fucked up? And, like, what, like, why is every, like, why is he forcing this show to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Like, my dad was like, he's really going to just keep doing the show? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking Vince McMahon. It's a fucking, what, you thought something different was going to happen? So that's what I mean, like. Yeah, and at the end of the day, and this, this is a crazy dude who did it. He still kept a show going when somebody died in the middle of a fucking ring. You think some virus is gonna stay? He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, if people got stuck on a plane in Saudi Arabia and he still went back. Yo, he that's what I. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I said too. I was like, yo, he his wrestlers got kidnapped. And he still said, we finna do another show in Saudi Arabia. Like, <laughs> yo, legit got kidnapped. They they can try to spin it wherever way they want it. But the players they, were held nice hostage. Huh? I said they were just nicely kidnapped. They're like, uh, what was that one girl, Elizabeth Smart? Remember, she was only about, like, what, eight miles away from her house? And the yeah. people were kind of nice to her. Yeah. <laughs> she could go at home anytime. <laughs> so it was kind of like that's what they were. They were like, well, "You got now. I'm not getting off this plane. We're gonna treat you right and keep feeding you, but you're not getting off this plane." Right. Like, well, yeah. they <laughs> And uh, I mean, obviously, because that would have been, you know, a war started. Over. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm looking at the 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 upcoming pay per views. The next two are gonna be Money in the Bank and Extreme Rules. They might I, cancel Money in the Bank or postpone it. I, but yeah, because Money in the Bank is May 10th, and um. But th- to me, this is where Money and Bank gets pushed back to July, and Extreme Rules get canceled, and that's yeah. where you plug in WrestleMania. At some point, yep. not and not necessarily that WrestleMania would have had to go down on May 10th, but at some point, right there, 
Because WrestleMania could have went down in June. And then you got Money in the Bank in July. Or if you wanted to, you could actually push Money in the Bank to the July and have, uh, I mean, not Money in the Bank, but WrestleMania to July. And you have uh, Money in the Bank before that. And you mm-hmm. and you create a whole nother dynamic and something new because like now you got your money in the bank winners at WrestleMania. And right. possibly could they cash in? Will they not cash in? Could they tease a cash in? I mean all type of stuff can can end up happening and making it more intriguing. But to me, you got the chance to postpone this thing and they're making a huge mistake at not postponing it. And I noticed, too, when I looked at my... Because uh, I wanted to see how much it was going to cost. And I noticed when uh, usually AT&T uh, DirecTV usually show, like, the price of what the pay-per-view is going to uh, cost. Uh, what I noticed is you got to keep pressing buttons to figure out how much this uh, WrestleMania pay-per-view is going to cost. And I'm like, yo, they're not even trying to give you the price off top to kind of trick you into going into it and then wanting to buy it. I'm like, yo, this is fucking nuts. But there's no way I can pay for this WrestleMania pay-per-view. Part of the the lore of WrestleMania is not just the wrestling matches. Because the past few years, we sit there and say, man, I think, what was it? Was it WrestleMania 30? Is the one that we really liked, even though Brock Lesnar beat um, beat uh, Undertaker. Yeah, but, oh, I think that was yeah, the one. Was. Yeah, I think that was the one that we really, really liked. Um, maybe thirty-three. No, no, the Seth Rollins one when he cashed in. That was thirty-three. That was the one he, yeah. where he stopped taking the numbers. So, I mean, you you sit there and it's like some of these pay per views have been kind of. These WrestleMania's been trash. You had a couple of them that stood out, though. Um, and that would have been 30 and 33. I, def- I think definitely stood out. Um, but part of that is not just the, the wrestling matches, like I was saying. It's the show that they put on. Mm-hmm. It's the who's performing. It's the entrances. Like, Triple H always does this elaborate entrance. Undertaker, they always do something elaborate for them. It's these, it's the show of all shows. It's the granddaddy of them all. And it's been presented to us in such a way that regardless if the show is going to be whack, we still watch because it's about everything else. You think about, man, even though we kind of, the rumor was out there, the Hardys was going to show back up. And get back into the WWE. We didn't know for sure. We definitely didn't know after they just put on. Right. After they were in that crazy ladder match with the Young Bucks. Yeah. And then got into another ladder match. That's the crazy part of it. They just went. No. Was that a ladder match? What? Yeah. It was. Yeah. So it's like. Man. For them dudes to sit there. Just have this crazy ass ladder match. Have to fly out to, um, I think at the time that was that one might have been in San Francisco, or whatever. That one I think was held at Levi Stadium. Cause they had that long ass stupid ramp, and man, people marked out. 
it's those type mm-hmm. of moments um, that we kind of look forward to when we watching WrestleMania, and like that's why we just like, man, hold off. There's no reason why you need to do this right now, but whatever. They just like fuck that. We finna do this. So, uh, well, Vince is is hell bent on putting this on, and it has the potential to backfire it in his face. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. Like, it could turn around and make him look really crazy. I, I think the best case scenario is that it's a decent show and it gives us a little bit of time to, like, I guess, escape. But I can't see this being, like, a blowaway show. It's just the nature of things just isn't going to allow that to be. And for that reason, I definitely agree with you that it should have just been postponed. Not canceled, just postponed. It's not that serious. You don't have that many. Like, again, why can't it just be at the next place you already have booked and those people just luck the fuck out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he just got lucky. Shit, play it off. Anything could happen in the WWE. And based on the circumstances, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, you know no, what I'm saying? bro, they can still, you know the crazy part is? They can still have it in, at, um, at Raymond J Stadium. When you think about it, all they need to do, because I'm pretty sure, is figure out what a day schedule. They ain't going to have any football games planned until September. Right. So, from now until July, you're telling me you probably can't figure something out? Exactly. I mean, I mean, and and look, I'm not involved in all those other logistics and, and shit like that, but, um, but I think from the outside looking in, I think knowing that there won't be any football, even um, even when training camp comes and they do like they you know they family appreciation night or whatever the case may be, um, that still won't be held until late July. So. I think they can try to pull something off and get a show together at the yeah. same place. I mean, it also depends on, like, like you said, the logistics, who's, you know, doing what, where. But in the end of the day, we all know WWE has their schedule playing the fuck out for damn near the whole year, right? Yeah. All I'm saying is Extreme Rules isn't that serious. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have anything that's yeah. that serious. So yeah. just fucking move the goddamn show. Even Money in the Bank ain't that serious. Money in the Bank, you can actually have Money in the Bank matches at WrestleMania. Right. I mean, in the end of the day, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's Vince's, you know, it's Vince's. Until he yeah. gives those keys over, he's going to do shit the way he wants to do it. And you be either deal with that. Like, it's just, man, it's just one of those things. Yeah, right. Man, it's a shame, but uh, fuck it. I mean, I'll still, I probably won't tune into it right then and there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not clamoring to see it. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where I just kind of like, uh, okay, let me let me check out a couple of matches. I'm, I'll say this. It's going to depend on how bored I am and how popping the comments are. Because if we're having fun on the um, iHeart Wrestling page, shout out to iHeart Wrestling, Oh, I'm definitely watching. Like, if we're going in on the show because it's bad and we're all rolling and laughing, like, what the fuck is this? I'm watching that. I'm definitely tuning in. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that might be a possibility. I doubt it for me, but it might be a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you look, uh, I got so many movies that I, that I had bought and I hadn't watched yet, and then I bought just a, a, a slew of new movies, and that's probably what my time is going to be taking up doing is watching my shows and watching my movies. But I don't know, man. I might change my mind. Who knows? Like you said, I may some shit may go down where we just want to go in on the show. Like, yeah, see. And I probably right. tune in just for that, just to sit there and call Vince a jackass for doing something like this. Like, yo, why are you still trying to have this show? <laughs> so Right, you trying to have this show, and this is what you gave me, bro? This yeah. is what you just couldn't, couldn't just wait. Mm-hmm. You just had it. Right. So, and shoot, who knows, man? Monday Night Raw, they may not even have nothing this coming week. They might just go right into just showing us an old show that they right. had, and then and then we're going into WrestleMania. They might do that because they, I, from my understanding, is that they already filming um, WrestleMania, and they changing the the endings and some of the matches. Yeah, so the, then, the or yeah, So then nothing gets leaked out, which is a smart thing to do if you're gonna pre-tape it. Um, because you sit there and say, oh, well, they won, but then, oh, but they lost. So then you still don't know what the fuck is going on. So that was right. actually, I'd give them that. That was smart. That was a smart thing to do if you're going to pre-tape it. So uh, giving us alter, alternate endings, um, with the, especially in this day and age of social media. But anyway, um, I think that's it, man, uh, what we got for um, RBU this week. Um, we had actually previously recorded it, but ran into some technical difficulties. I mean, this is just what happens, um, especially with everybody on the internet uh-huh. and, and shit. And, and social distancing, we got to record these things over Hangouts, which I get to still see my brother, man. How you feeling? Got the two babies at the crib. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, two babies at the crib. Don't do anything. Yeah. I had to wake up early. You know, the whole plan was to wake up early. That's why I texted you like, yeah, she's already up, bro. I'm up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I knew that. But you know what? I didn't hear my phone go off. So that's the reason why I didn't even, um, I didn't get back to you until later on this morning. That's why I called you. I was like, oh, shit, because I didn't even hear my phone go off. And I wasn't paying well, no fucking no attention. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was another thing, too, because Maya was all up in that last podcast, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was not she was like, "Oh, I'm in this." Yeah, 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 yeah. She let it be known, but um, but fortunately, that podcast got all messed up anyway too. So, um, we we came back to y'all and gave you another one anyway. Yeah. So, with that said, we greatly appreciate y'all listening. Uh, be sure to check out fifteen fifteen after all of the content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast platform you choose to use. Just type in 1515Nath, and you'll find the podcast such as Equal Opposites, Lace Em Up, Love Hip Hop The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, and Studio Flow. And if you like Fuck Them Other Dudes because you only fuck with us dudes, just type in Wrestling, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, Roundtable, and you'll find the, the GTS podcast, the RBU podcast, of course, and all our other special events and or pay-per-view podcasts. Um, be sure to click on the Amazon banner. Go support the site. You need to get your essentials so you can wipe your ass. I mean, I don't think you need to go out and buy uh, Easter outfits. 
Because, I mean, I guess you could. You could do some Easter photos in your house and shit like that and have, like, a little Easter egg hunt. I mean, fuck it. Go ahead and do it. I support it. Just make sure you still keep your social distancing from all your other neighbors and every everybody and, and still enjoy the day. And, um, you know, uh, and I think that's it, man. It's me, Stir the Pro. It's Miller. And we out.